This is Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Here's Kelly Finley. Good Sunday morning and welcome to the Community Roundtable. I'm Kelly Finley. Always a pleasure to have you tune in and always a great pleasure to have not just a guest but a repeat guest. Um, come back on the show, give us an update professionally and personally, of course, and you know, bring you into the know of how you can to uh, make this city a better place. As I do each Sunday, I have my guests introduce themselves and tell you um, which organization they're representing, and we get right to the conversation at hand. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing today, Kim? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, um, I'm Councilman Corey Penn. Um, I represent the District 1 um, community on the council, um, as well as I'm involved in the Boys and Girls Club and, and focusing on our youth, so... I wear uh, multiple hats <laughs> here I in this community. Love it. And, and thanks for coming back. You know, it's funny because this is week two of We're Talking Boys and Girls Club. Uh, last week we had Optimus Boys okay. and Girls Club, yes. Mr. William Burks. And I um, love what all of you and your teammates are doing to make our city better. Oh, thank it's you. a big deal. You're welcome. All right. So last time we chatted with you, you had not even announced that you were running. Yeah. <laughs> we need the backstory. So when did you make the decision to run? Why did you feel the need to run? Of course, I ran in 2017. And one of the reasons why is that um, by me being so active in my community, volunteering at the Boys and Girls Club at that time, as well as being an educator in our um, Mobile County school system in District 1, I saw the need. You know, even right now, we see violence going on in the community. I lost eight kids or more to gun violence just at um, when I was teaching at Chestang. And I was like, something has to be done. We need someone that's um, that's really hands on, you know, and, and talking to our young people, talking to our youth. And I wanted to make a difference. Um, and I always had a heart for um, politics. I, I major in history with a desire to come back home and get involved. But being honest, you know, coming from a community, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anyone in politics. I didn't know anyone who, you know, just being honest, you need money to <laughs> to run a campaign. Um, I didn't know any people who, who had that type of money to give. And so, you know, being a young person who needed a job first, person that graduated from college i started working immediately gotcha. but then i realized that hey i want to serve in a different capacity mm-hmm. and so um in 20 um the next um, time i didn't win in 2017 i stepped out in 2021 and and i made talk to my wife and she came in agreement that hey we need to do something mm-hmm. let's do it together what did you learn um from your 2017 run that you think made a difference in the the, the run after well one um I didn't have no experience. <laughs> so I, I learned a lot of, you know, um, just building relationships and, and listening to the community and knocking on doors. You know, being young, I think a lot of times we so used to using social media as a way to get our information out. And that's a major way. Mm-hmm. And I think I was heavy in the social media. But this time I actually I knocked on so many doors this this past time and, and, and listened, to, you know, because a lot of our seniors are not on social media. And so, you know, of course, I had a heart for the young people, but I think I changed and realized that it's, of course, our young people is important, but we need to support everybody, everybody that represents the community. And so that was my ultimate goal um, in this 2021 election is to talk to our senior citizens, our young people, our families, everybody and get them on board mm-hmm. and then um, create a plan to um, and speak with them and say, hey, OK, let's work towards something together. So you run that first race, you you learn what you learn, you mm-hmm. get the experience that you didn't have before. It's a definite family buy-in because um, the entire family's impacted. And then 
how did you decide to run when you did because for the second time? Because you could have said, let me wait another cycle and do it. But, you know, I know you and your wife said the time is now. What was it about it that this political, that cycle rather, that election cycle called was called to you? I think um, Councilman Richardson um, decided to run for mayor. Um, so it left the seat open. Um, you know, and I said this, and I don't mind saying it publicly. When I ran in 2017, I didn't tell Councilman Richardson that I was going to run. That was an immaturity that I had at that time. Explain that because I know, I mean, I'm very transparent with our mm-hmm. listeners. They know who I'm married to. They know that my husband ran. Um, and so I understand a little from the family side of it. But mm-hmm. explain why you should have said something in your opinion. I respect Councilman Richardson. You know, um, of course, I, I went to, I graduated from the best high school, the world, the floor high school. And so he was my council member. And I have seen the things that he's done in our community. At the moment that I ran, it was passion. And passion is important. You need to have passion, but you need to have respect as well. And I should have went and talked to him before I ran. I should have explained my reasoning. And he could have said, hey, son, look, maybe I'm going to do it another turn. And you wait. And, you know, now I can mentor. I'm I'm not sure if he would have said that or not, but at least gave that opportunity. I didn't do that. And I publicly apologized. I don't mind saying I made a mistake. And I think that's the problem with a lot of times as politicians. We're afraid of that word. Look, I missed it. And I did. I missed the, the opportunity to bridge the gap. And so I understood that, um, you know, I really wanted to see what he was going to do next. Mm-hmm. And so if he decided to um, run again for that seat, um, I wasn't going to run. And so I was waiting to kind of see what his plans were. And when he made the decision that he was going to run for mayor, um, I realized that was t- my time to, to step back in um, and qualify and, and pursue that. That position. Do you think a lot of people are surprised to know that there's a lot of behind the scenes uh, happenings going on before an announcement is ever made, before a signature is ever signed? That you know, out of respect that you have for at the time your current at the time who was the current councilman. Do you think people are surprised with that? I, I do. I think a lot of times you don't understand. And I didn't understand, so you know the the importance because when you're young, you just you're ready to see change, right? And you don't understand all the things that take place. Now being in this position, you know those things that I I questioned. You know, I'm like, why? You know, we're not seeing this, but now I understand the roles and the responsibility of a council member. A lot of times, people think that I can pick up on the phone and say, "Hey, go do that," but I can't direct. Any city employee, that's a removable offense. A lot of people don't know that. They're like, no, you are an advocate. You're right. I'm an advocate. Mm -hmm. But I can't direct the employee to do anything. And so uh, we have to figure out how to solve these issues together. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people don't understand that. And while you can't legally uh, have a a city, tell a city employee to do something, you can, though, use your platform as a city council member every Tuesday. To, to make sure that something of importance is on the agenda. That's correct. Okay. And, and, and use that influence and build that relationships. And even behind, not even, I think, going back to what you said earlier, not even just waiting until those days at the city council, but even before. There's a lot of things happen, and, um, and people are like, man, how that happened? And it was easy. You know, we built relationships. I went and talked to the administration. I explained my concerns, and this is what I want to see in my community. And we work together, and we fix it. And I think that's the thing. We have to do it together. We don't have to attack each other. We don't have to do these 
um, to, to get to get things accomplished. Mm-hmm. But we can do it in a respectful way. And um, and that's my desire is to do that. Respect is a big word um, because the city council is I mean, you're on both sides of the aisle. I mean, we're adults. We can say that. But the whole point is that you serve the people um, who who put you in office. That's correct. Um, This city, the the city council election was something that um, people were kind of surprised with because of no one could have ever predicted that we would have lost um, former city council president LeVon Manzi. Yes. And that just really opened up a big discussion about government and and what what to do if if uh, you know if he were on the ballot should he be on the ballot and donations that were coming in and 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 groups that were named and people didn't know about that and money coming from places that they never heard of before and why was District Two so important and I'm not because that's not your district I know yeah but but and it just made people start questioning and looking and wondering yeah. How did that make you feel? Because you were thrown in there, too. Yeah. And I love giving my guests a platform mm-hmm. so that they have um, the time to explain what happened. Yeah. So, you know, um, that is, you know, and I understand the concerns. I think that I, I commend anybody who asks questions. I think that's the best thing is to when you don't have knowledge, you don't have information, ask questions about, it. you know, in a political race. Um, the, the, the fact is it's important. You know, we're voting on a lot of things that's in the city. And so a lot of people want their candidate for whatever reason. They want to maybe a person who love a hit if they believe that's the best person. They want a person. And any organization has the right to support any candidate that they want to support. And I think that's why it's so important for our community to come together and get behind the cat the candidates that we believe in because they have a right. It could be an outside organization, but guess what? We we work the City Mobile work with people <laughs> with outside organizations. Mm-hmm. And so um they care about who in that particular seat. And so for me, I believe it's important for our community to get the candidate that we want and get behind them because it's hard for a candidate um, if they don't have the support of the community. Mm -hmm. And so now sometimes outside influence can make a difference um, financially when our community is not giving towards and not bringing that recognition. So I think it's important for our community to get behind. I definitely understand the concerns and I always ask people ask questions, you know, for me. Anytime somebody had a question, I, I answer it. You know, you want to ask me something, let's talk about it. You can call me on the phone. You can come see me. They actually will come see me, too, because <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm very visible in the community. Yes. So yes. they'll pop up on me easy, uh, easily. And uh, I don't mind that. Let's talk. Let's figure it out. And let's, and, and let's communicate. That accessibility is so important. And I know from a media standpoint, we're grateful. Because yeah. anytime I know I reach out to you, you are you get back to me quickly. And that matters. Yes. Because it does, cause you don't know what's going to be on the other end of that phone call or that text or that email but the fact that you know your position for the city um i i think with what we've gone through on the national level Mm -hmm. and now local it it, for me a question is is if outside money is helping to determine what's happening in our local community what's in it for them and so while people do have the questions it makes you wonder why would someone in another state or from the other side of the aisle want to put money into a race if Something hasn't been promised to them. Yeah. I think people, what I realized just being in a race, um, that people want to want to be able to have contact where they could talk to you. You know, you know what I mean? It's like I want to put some type of skin in the game. And I think that's why a lot of times you see a lot of outsiders, a lot of different people have money. Because, you know, getting in this particular seat, everybody, Corey, you know, 
six months ago, you know, I'm just a, a regular person working at a community. Now, Corey, as a council member, everybody want to call me. People who don't, didn't like me want something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They want to receive something. But I think people under, people who are in higher positions feel that, hey, if if I do give something, then maybe I will have your ear. This is something that I, I said when I anytime I go in the room with anybody doing a campaign, because when you talk about camp and people can support you without I mean, anybody can put up, you know, support you and say, hey, I'm going to support Corey. Uh, they don't have to ask me for, you know, my permission to get, you know, to support me. But anytime I went in a room and talked to anybody, I never made any promises. Um, I, I only stated what I want to see in my community so if they ask me a particular question let's just say um let you because redistricting is a huge we're about to get okay, to that yes to, so yes. We, we knew that that was coming up Corey, what you going to do with redistricting i need to see a plan i need to see it before i can't answer well we want you to do this well hey i might not be the candidate for you and that's why in the beginning i didn't get a lot of support because i wasn't making a lot of promises um i'm a person and i don't mind saying and i tell people um this country is divided we see it right now, what's going on, with the, you know, the, um, our courts and, and, and just different aspects of that. And that's another reason why I ran. You got the Democrats versus Republicans. We attack each other. We fight. We do all this. That wasn't my game. I, I really don't come from a, a party. I come from the people. I wanted change. And so now I know it looked different from a person coming in and just saying, hey, look. This is what I want to see in my community. I don't have no hidden agenda. I want the best for my children. I want the best for my family member. And I think that was hard for a lot of people because people are used to getting promises. But because I didn't do that. But then later they seeing that, okay, oh, man, Corey came in first place in this run, you know, in the primary. Maybe we might need to put some skin in the game, right? right. And But guess what? That don't bother me. I don't care what you give. I don't care what you put on Facebook. I don't care what you send out. That don't mean nothing. I'm voting for what I believe is right. Because I have, I, I serve my Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. That's who I got to <laughs> and the end answer to. And I'm not going to go against him. And I'm not going to go against my people, um, my community. They need us to support them. So when it comes to giving, you have to make a decision. Either you're going to support me because you think I'm the best candidate, but I'm not making any promises. But I do understand the reason why a lot of people do that, because they do want to have that that influence your ear so they can pick up and call you and talk to you um, because they, you know, just truth of matter. If you disrespect me and, and I'm not saying I'm going to do this, but just think about it. If you, if you're not helping or the case and now I'm in the seat, now you want to talk to me. It's a little harder to probably get in contact with me. <laughs> it just, Color, that's where you go back to caller ID. Yeah. 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 It's just being real. I yeah, think people yeah. got to understand that, you know, it is hard to now say, Hey, let's have a conversation when you just was, calling me names or being disrespectful mm-hmm. or you didn't support the campaign. That's not the type of person I actually have worked with people already in these four months who I know um, attack me um, because guess what? If it's a great idea and it serves my community, I don't care who you are. And you know, what's even is even just as good as that is not only acknowledging um, that teamwork and that partnership, but also giving credit where credit's due. Yeah. I think that residents really appreciate, they may not have voted for this person or that person, but the person is there. Yeah. So you can support the city and you can support what they're doing, get involved. But boy, is it refreshing when someone says, my colleague gave me this idea and this is why it works. That's it. Yeah. Don't, you know, I think we, we, we want to try to take credit. I don't have all the answers. I, I, I said, <laughs> if you go look at the, even my speech, I said, look, I'm not an expert. When they asked me about homelessness one time, they said, Corey, what you going to do about home? I'm not an expert. I'm going to go get somebody who knows about it. 
Right. Like, I'm not going to tell you something if I don't have the information, but I'm going to go investigate. And I had the opportunity to go to the National Leagues of City Conference and I attended sessions about homelessness. Now I was able to bring that information and share that with the administration. And I think that's the importance, you know, for me. Now, I, I did come up with the idea, but I went and found that, you know, and researched and, and connected with people who have information that can um, take our community and city to the next level. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to City Councilman Corey Penn, District 1 here in the city of Mobile, and continuing our conversation because we've had his colleagues on, and I was trying to go in order, you know, <laughs> District 1, 2, 3, 4. So these conversations are always um, so refreshing so that the city can hear directly from you, not just sound bites, yeah. but it, the platform is there for you to come on. Um, we, we mentioned redistricting, and, you know, I guess back to monies coming into the community, redistricting and the annexation. Were, were hot button issues kind of they kind of interchanged um they, they come and go they ebb and flow and but it's still very much part of your city council meetings which i always encourage people to either go um it's free it, yeah. this is your city council or watch on tv yeah. or, or youtube and um stay tuned in but those words keep are interchanging help us to understand where district one where councilman penn stands on uh both so with with redistricting right now we received a 2.8 map um from the mayor. Um, and before that time, we had the opportunity as a council to try to work with the administration, try to all come to agreement. And of course, when you're working with seven people, uh, that's not going <laughs> to, it's a little challenging, right? That's a good word, <laughs> but, it, but it's supposed to be. Yeah. 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 Cause everybody had, you gotta, you gotta hear everybody's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. It's important. And so for me, um, it's very simple. It's, it's, it's very simple for me. <laughs> um, the census says that, African is 51% African American. Um, and then when you look at the um, makeup, it changed, right? And the reason why we had our seven districts uh, and how it was designed, of course, of where people lo- lived at, but at the same time, it was majority white. And so that means if it was majority white, then now you have a majority for um, white districts and you got three black districts, right? But now it, it, it changed. So guess what? It need to change. It's not. That's the fair thing to do. It's not. It's not challenging. It's not a hard black or white. <laughs> it's not. It's not really difficult. And um, at that, mm-hmm. to me, um, I think now the concerns is how you draw the lines. Um, and that's why I believe a polarization study need to be um, taken. Um, and because now this is going to affect for ten years. It's going to be in place. And this is serious. Representation is important. And um, having a voice is important and giving people an opportunity to to choose who they would like to be in that seat. Um, And so um, what I have stated in the past, it's not about saying that we want District 7 to have a black candidate. We want the black community to have an opportunity to choose who they want to choose. And that's just right there. (laughs) That is 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 that's it. You know, Um, and I think that's the fair thing to do. Anything that I do in life, I always want to make sure it's fair and it's right. Um, And if we did it like this in the past, then why not do it now? Thank you for just laying that out, because, again, this is one of those issues where your emotions can sometimes move forward faster than not just black or white, but black and white. Yeah. And and that you that you've helped people to understand not just in your district but those who are listening because you know we're we're heard all around. So thank you for um, helping us to better understand that. All right, it's no secret um, the gun violence out of control. Yeah, absolutely. Um, young people, 
Um, we're hearing about, I mean, the recent incident on a Friday that started at Cottage Hill and Azalea Road, and then another incident that ended with shots being fired, um, you know, from the loop into government and George Street. The city is scared. Yeah. What do you say to them, not just as Councilman Penn, but as a pastor, yeah. as a father, as a husband, and as a resident? We have to do better. It's just point blank. I think that a lot, again, going back to what I said earlier, you know, at moments in life, politicians don't want to say, hey, look, man, we dropped the ball. You know, we really dropped the ball on some things. Um, me getting in this particular seat, we don't work well with each other. When I say well with each other, I'm talking about organizations. Um, I feel that we have to do a better, we, we need a strategic plan with the nonprofit organizations, the churches, government our school system, we have to move like as one. Um, Why aren't we? um, Politics. It's just, it's just been, it's just going back. Everybody won, you know, you know, people have agendas. It just, it just point blank. You know, I I, I made a statement at the council meeting this past. I'm not playing political games. Um, And I know that that might hurt me. Um, That, that, you know, the next time if I decide to run again, um, it could be challenging, but, I didn't run for that. I, I didn't run for. I want to make change. I mm-hmm. want people to see, like, man, he spoke. <laughs> he said what he felt, and right. he spoke the truth. Where well, he spoke his truth, and and I believe it's time for us to come together. The first thing I did when I got in the seat is I've been meeting with every principal in my my community. People say, what they have to do? School, government don't have nothing to do with school. So it has a lot to do with because the enrollment is down at Lafleur is because people are not living in the community. <laughs> And so, and that represents me. What can I do to help the school and what can the school do to help us? And so I've been meeting with um, um, Superintendent Threadgill. I met with Judge Namath. I'm trying to figure out what can we do. Can We need to say the same thing. We need to implement the same thing. And by me working with the Boys and Girls Club, I work with the kids in the community. And so I feel that we can come up with a plan to create change and let's support each other. You know, not you do something over here and I do something up, you know, over, no, let's come up with a plan to help our city and help our young people. Um, and I believe we can do it. Does that plan start with each city council member and then coming together as one? Or does it does a plan come from a city council member who's most whose district is mostly impacted and everybody else rallying behind them? No, I think it's the it's the whole city council. Um, because what we see right now, you know, a lot of people would think it's just being honest. You know, I'm I'm very yes. transparent. Yes, so. yes, you are, and I appreciate that. <laughs> the, the truth of the matter is, a lot of times we think a lot of this crime is happening in our, our, our traditional black neighborhoods. The fact is, it's happened outside, <laughs> you know, those communities a lot. So it, it's affecting everybody now. Back in the day, we saw a lot of targeted areas, right? It was like in this area. But now we see that it is widespread. And which is making more people pay attention because the crime is moving yeah. into West Mobile. Yeah. And now more people are paying more attention. And you hate to have to say it's until it happens to you you know, will you care more? You think that we're better than that, that we yeah. should care about all of our neighbors. The um, the mayor, um, the public safety director, uh, chief of staff, chief of police had a press conference. Yes. And um, the mayor said it was his opinion that it was the justice system that's broken. And the, a local judge spoke up against that. Um, is the justice system broken? Yes. I mean, I think we, I think uh, the, the answer to the question, I think, we're all broken. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just, you know, I, 
you know, we have to do a better job together. It's not just the justice system. We and and I think that's what why the the, the judge probably spoke up because it was like, okay, it seemed like you're kind of you know just. But I think we all have to work towards you know first to have. I think right now and 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 I it's a hundred plus people that are out right now that shouldn't be out. That's right. Right. That's right. And so that's a problem. That's a major problem. I don't know. I guess I feel that, okay, so there's a lot of brokenness, yeah. right? I think it's equal blame. Yeah. But before these people make it through the justice system, what happened to pouring love and life into them as children? What happened to supporting the nonprofits? What happened with um, provi- providing them with resources beyond playing football and basketball? See, I'm, now I'm talking as a mom. Yeah. See, it's real easy to point a finger at who's who's not doing something right 20, 25 years later. But what about our young people when they're young? We have to invest in them. It's it, that's the key. We 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 we're missing a lot of opportunity, right? You know, and I, and that's what I believe that. And I, and I can say this: the people who I've spoken to, um, from the administration to Thread Gill to Judge Name, I think we you got to bring somebody. And I ain't saying I'm that person, but I am a person that don't have. I'm not, like I'm different. I'm kind of like I'm. I don't, I'm not. You're saying, unique. Yeah, no, no, yeah. you are. Because yes, it's like I'm not saying you know black. Why I'm not saying Democrat, Republican. I'm saying like guys, let's work together and figure this out. And by me being, you know, I'm I'm different. You know, I'm 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 a, a candidate that still work at the Boys and Girls Club That's where right. kids. You don't see too many candidates that are so connected still to the community like I am. And so for me, I'm like, hey guys. I'm seeing what's going on in our community. I've been saw this years ago. We really have to work together. The city has to work with the school system. The school system has to work with the city. Um, nonprofits have to work together with, the, you know, right now we pick up from kids from um, those schools. And I'm like, okay, what what can I do? And so I go in and I do, you know, I, I speak to the kids on a regular basis. Um, and, and, and whatever I can do with the principals, I'm willing to do. But we need programs. We need to invest in our young people. And it starts right now. The city saw a tremendous uh, boost from the ARP money. Um, how much of that money has helped your local, your specific um, branch of the Boys and Girls Club? And, and what will you do with that money to help? So, so um, right now we're going to um, have um, two extra sites that will be open this summer. Yeah, so that's amazing because that we we need more. A lot of people always ask me. They say, "Man, you know that you know they take the club that I'm at, the boys and girls club. They're like, Corey, we need this in this other area. So now we'll be able to have two other sites in um, the uh, city of Mobile, and so we are grateful for that. And kids, I have an opportunity to come to a safe um, learning environment because we're doing a lot of great things. We're doing STEM music. Um, it's so many. We have a recording studio, sign language. So going back to what you're saying, it's not just sports. Uh, sports is very important, and we're so grateful for our coaches. But we also got to expose our kids to other aspects of life. Absolutely. And those those two locations, do you have them picked out? We yet? haven't have them. Um, we don't have them picked out, out at this moment, but um, they will be released soon. You know, I'm a journalist. So I got to ask the question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so thankful that you joined me, and I agree with you from a sports standpoint. Sports are to me an avenue to to create better yeah. and greater. Uh, no matter where you come from, no matter where what your skill set, it, it creates the conversation, I you know, agree. and um, we need that. We need the conversation just like we do today. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me anytime. I'm always willing to come. Uh, and you know what? You're transparent and you're accessible. Let people know the best way that they can reach out to you, ask you a question um, and or send you a question. Yeah, you can go to um, send me an email at council one at the city dot org. Um, you can go to um, the City Mobile website, and um, our phone numbers is, is listed there. And I'm also on social media, um, Councilman Corey Penn on Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter. 
um, you can get my contact information there um, and then um, send me anything that that you know and I actually just sent something out to every district every business in district one um, every residential receive I want to hear your concerns so if you receive that please send that back because I truly want to hear your concerns last question for you as we wrap up what are you hoping your legacy says to your children who are watching every move you make wow that's that, that's a that's, that's a great question um, to serve 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 give give your all to your community um, and I believe that's 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 my I want to be a servant leader and hopefully my children see my actions and decide to do the same thing councilman Penn, thank you so much thank you wow that's how you get it done you know who your respective city council person is reach out to them if you like things let them know if you don't let them know a city council uh, meeting every Tuesday is designed for you to be part of the community as well all right keep it tuned to this sound of mobile station coming up next is 251 now with kelly finley you've been listening to community roundtable a production of dot com plus 105.5 fm wnsp 92.1 wzew 96.5 the crab and 92.5 the soul tune in next sunday at 7 a.m for another edition of community roundtable on the sound of mobile